This event is brought to you by Malcare and BlogVault. Check out malcare.com and blogvault.net, helping you secure and restore your WordPress websites. Quite literally thank them. Without them, I wouldn't be able to be doing uh, the WP Minute Live, and Daniel wouldn't have that nice new gold chain around his neck. (laughs) Moving forward, I'd ask all of you to join the Link Squad. Hashtag Link Squad producers and contributors in the Discord server share, vote, and discuss their newsworthy links with others. When you're part of the Link Squad, you're part of making weekly WordPress news. And uh, we're talking about one of the one of the biggest topics, 5.9, and learning a little bit more about 5.9. Daniel, your segment's up next. Yeah, and really what we're doing here, too, for folks that don't know the WP Minute, the WP Minute is that it's contributor-sourced news. We provide links basically every week of what we see out there in the industry. And so we often have discussions around those links, similar to what you'd see in a newsroom. <laughs> and it's just done in Discord. And so we're we're talking with each other and talking about the various things we like about a link or, or whatnot. WP Minute Live is bringing you that discussion right here on Twitter spaces and streaming platforms across the internet someday. Discuss hashtag Link Squad topics with us live and follow at the WP Minute to stay up to date. Yeah, given the the new release of WordPress 5.9, we're going to focus on this week's topic being learning WordPress. And so everyone's brought at least one link, perhaps two or three, (laughs) that that share a little bit about learning WordPress. And so we're going to go through once, and we're going to see how that goes and how long that takes. But first, let me uh, introduce our folks here. We already know kind of Matt Medeiros, our fearless leader here, director by day at castnotes.com, creating community-contributed news and journalism at the WP Minute part of the Matt Report Media Network. We also have Hawa Abishaya, freelance project manager transitioning into the WordPress space, a board member and volunteer at Big Orange Heart, including WordFest and one of the Make Training team reps. Thank you for being here, Hawa. Uh, all the way from London, I believe, right? Yep, that's right. All right. Joe Casabona coming straight to us from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil coming up soon. Joe started his career almost <laughs> 20 years ago as a freelance web developer before realizing his true passion, which is sharing his years of knowledge about website development, podcasting, and course creation to help creators and business owners. And I'm subscribed to seven of his podcasts. They're all amazing, so check them out. Uh, Birgit Baldi. Birgit is the curator of the Gutenberg Times and co-host of the Gutenberg Changelog podcast with Greg Sielkowski. Automatic sponsors her work as a full-time developer advocate for WordPress. Howdy, howdy. (laughs) And myself, I'm Daniel Schutzmith, a mild-mannered web manager at Pinellas County Government down here in Florida by day. But I'm also one of the producers at the WP Minute and a maintainer of WP Livestreams directory, which you may have heard me talk about before. And soon to be launched WP Developers Toolbox. So let's get to it. We're going to go through uh, each person. They're going to share a link. Uh, we're going to tweet out that link. So as you're going along to speakers, let me know if you've already tweeted it out and I'll go into your, <laughs> into your profile and find it and put it in the nest here. How you're up first. So I've just tweeted mine out, and of course I have to tweet out learn.wordpress.org because I think it should be the number one tweet that goes out anyway, <laughs> a resource for everybody coming to learn about WordPress. So if you don't know about it, it's uh, a resource that's been built by the community, 
And we have got lesson plans, workshops, and courses. And we also have social learning spaces on there. That's great. And what, what kind of things can we find there specifically like on courses and such? Is it is it like courses around you know, full site editing and things like that? Or Yeah, so we, as part of uh, 5.9, the training team, so I'm one of the reps on the make training team along with Courtney Robertson and Pooja Dashari and we took an undertaking to actually get content out ready for 5.9 <laughs> first time we've done it and please say that we did get some contact out there and one of them has been a course that was done by Roxy and it's about full-site editing so it's from a user's uh, point of view and it's the first part and I believe the second part should be coming out later this month and we do have a couple of workshops and lesson plans that are out there as well that are 5.9. I'm just going to tweet out that. Actually, you said I could only do one link. Can I add the link to the course? Sure. We can do more. <laughs> we can do more. Yeah. Speakers, feel free to ask any questions or give any thoughts to these things. The I'm looking at the workshops here, and I don't know how I missed this, that there's so many workshops. There are. Um, the workshops were came about just around during the pandemic so we've always had lesson plans okay. on there and obviously the lesson plans have been there to help meet up organizers you couldn't get a speaker didn't know what to talk about you could just go and get a lesson plan and walk through that during your meetup and i believe some people have used it in training general training of the students as well in boot camps and things like that. I know Courtney's used it quite a lot as a resource and she has contributed quite a lot and I know she's in here listening. Yeah, and then, yeah, workshops. So workshops, you can watch one of the videos and you can join a social learning space to discuss it. And I know we've been doing a lot more with social learning spaces now, so mm -hmm. the formats of those could slightly change. It's experimenting with different uh, ways of delivering social learning spaces. I know that uh, other kind of course-based like websites that have a lot of WordPress stuff have the notion of different tracks, I guess, like you'd see at, at WordCamps. Is, are there plans for that at learn.wordpress.org? Because I know that you cover a wide range of topics. It says here, from first-time blogger to seasoned developer. Will there be some guidance coming down the pike on if you're a first-time blogger, where do you go versus if you're a seasoned developer, where do you go? Yeah, so we've just sending out the latest course now. We have been doing some work uh, this year on looking, actually we started last year, in terms of defining what our goals are. And I do believe, Danny, you might be bringing a link up <laughs> later on. But we've been looking at what our goals are in terms of the training team. So one of the things that Courtney has done, she did a high-level roadmap which looked at it. So it's essentially you could possibly think about it as planning your own. If you are starting from a user or you're starting from a developer, it's uh, one route that you could look at. Gotcha. Just... I think it... I didn't even realize there's quizzes on here. Yep. <laughs> you can take an actual quiz. Test you to make sure that you're doing it properly now. Just joking. Yeah, there are quizzes on there. Each of them have quizzes. And we it, within the lesson plans, we also have exercises that people can follow as well. Uh -huh. Yeah. How, how does one apply to be uh, a teacher, somebody to present one of these workshops? So on me, we do have, and I will take you to, I wish I could type as fast as I talk. 
<laughs> that would be really great. So I've just shared out the link for the high-level roadmap that Courtney did. So on, we do have a way that you can contribute and get involved. That link is right on there, but I will share it. And so if you want to be a facilitator and submit your workshop or, or create a social learning space, there are some guidelines, but essentially you just walk through and submit your application and the team reviews it and just puts you on. That's pretty cool. I know there's a few folks in the community that have said they were at least helping proofread and things like that and, and to technically read to make sure things were correct and they were put together the past few weeks. So it's, it sounds sounds like I need to get involved actually. Yeah, and so do some every... stuff. Every month, we, as as a team, we discuss what we we're, we're going to do for that month. So we're looking at we essentially we run a sprint every month, and we post out on Make what we're actually working on for that month. So gotcha. if anyone came on, they would have seen what we were working on for January, and a lot of it was geared towards five point nine. We're going to continue with that for February, and also look at some of the things that we identified during our team goal setting that we're going to target for this month as well. So that should, because <laughs> tomorrow is February, so we should be releasing that out tomorrow, but I will post okay. the link just in terms of, if anyone wants to know what we're working on, this is what we're working on. Great. Let's let's move on to the next. Joe, you're you're on deck. All right. I this feels like shameless self-promotion, but it's something that I think about hopefully as evidenced by my question to how it's my website wplearningpaths.com where I break down resources based on where you are in your WordPress journey. So I've got three resources for beginner, two resources for site builder, and then three resources for uh, developer. The reason I built this and the, the most lacking section is actually the site builder section. I don't, I haven't come across a lot of resources specifically for the site builders, the, the no code WordPress folks. I was asked in another event, the GoWP happiness hour last week, who is full site editing for, and I, I think it's for uh, a whole sect of no-code people who can now make their way to WordPress because you don't just need to know a page builder or you don't just need to know a specific theme to build sites without code. I put this resource together. Uh, actually, I'm going to be... I'm going to see how far I can get with full site editing, with just full site editing, even though I'm a developer. So I'll be using 2022 to customize this as much as possible without code. So it'll be my learning journey being built in real life, but it's also a resource for people who are looking to learn WordPress. Fantastic. And I mean that. This is awesome. <laughs> the, uh, Fantastic. <laughs> this is this is something I've been tweeting a lot about in the past week or two. And I hear it in your in your podcast too, how you mentioned some of the same things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that it's that path that the, the it just doesn't it, it doesn't exist for some folks that are coming from outside the space if you're not if you're not understanding the wordpress vernacular our jargon even the fact that dot org and dot com are different these are all yeah. things to people when they first come in 
<laughs> so yeah, this is this is real good. It's definitely I've definitely made it a mission for 2022 to get some more pers- perspective swapping. I'm gonna say between inside and outside the WordPress space. Because I think you're right. People coming from outside the WordPress space, the straw man is probably people who who write WordPress with a lowercase p. But it's the people who don't fully know the terms. They don't really know what to look for. On the same token, the people who have been entrenched in WordPress for almost 20 years, I started using it in 2004, probably can learn a lot from people who have just started in the no-code space or who have been using Squarespace or something like that. So I think my mission is to connect the two this year and help them learn from each other, which hopefully makes a more rich community in both places. Yeah. Matt, did you have something something you wanted to say? Yeah, that was was actually a a question for Hawa as well, is which profile, and I think Joe started to address it, but which profile of end user do you, do you see both of your, the official learn path or Joe's path? What type of WordPress user is this? I guess more specifically for how is like WordPress sees every type of WordPress user. How do you even begin to prioritize the type of content or the type of educational content that you create? But Joe, first to you, developer, web professional, end user, like how are you categorizing your type of Data block, how to use block pad. Um, and get involved. Great. Like make, make. Cool. I know there's a few folks in the community that have said they were at least helping proofread and things like that. And, and to, I guess technically read to make sure things were correct and they were put together the past few weeks. So it's, it sounds like, sounds like I need to get involved actually. Yeah. So do some every, stuff. every month we... As, as a team, we discussed what we were going to do for that month. So we're looking at, we essentially, we run a sprint every month. And we post out on Make what we're actually working on. This is awesome. <laughs> the, uh, ben. Some, some more rich community. How to use WordPress. Finishing in the training team. Is- Most. I know you need people. <laughs> I know you need people to keep making content. But it's also, t- I think it's a marketing thing, too. Of mm. like, How do I learn it? Gotcha. How to, how to use WordPress, or it could be the, uh, the official learn path. Pers, pers, actually, developer. So, great. Let's let's move on to the next. Joe, you're on deck. All right. I. This feels like shameless self promotion, but it's something that I think about. Hopefully, as evidenced by my question to how it's my website wplearningpaths.com, where I break down resources based on where you are in your WordPress journey. So I've got three resources for beginner, two resources for site builder, and then three resources for uh, developer. The reason I built this and the, the most lacking section is actually the site builder section. I don't, I haven't come across a lot of resources specifically for the site builders, the, the no-code WordPress folks. I was asked in another event, the GoWP Happiness Hour last week, who is full site editing for? And I think it's for 
uh, a whole sect of no-code people who can now make their way to WordPress because you don't just need to know a page builder or you don't just need to know a specific theme to build sites without code. I put this resource together. I, actually, I'm going to be... I'm going to see how far I can get with full site editing, with just full site editing, even though I'm a developer, using 2022 to customize this as much as possible without code. So it'll be my learning journey being built in real life, but it's also a resource for people who are looking to learn WordPress. Fantastic. And I mean that. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, uh... Fan. <laughs> this is this is something i've been tweeting a lot about in the past week or two and i hear it in your podcast too how you mentioned some of the same things it's that path that it just doesn't it doesn't exist for some folks that are coming from outside the space if you're not if you're not understanding the wordpress vernacular our jargon even the fact that org and com are different like these are all jarring yeah. things to people when they first come in so uh, yeah. this is this is real good. It's definitely I've definitely made it a mission for 2022 to get some more pers perspective swapping. I'm gonna say between inside and outside the WordPress space because I think you're right. People coming from outside the WordPress space, the straw man is probably people who who write WordPress with a lowercase p. But sure. it's the people who don't fully know the terms. They don't really know what to look for. On the same token, the people who have been entrenched in WordPress for almost 20 years, I started using it in 2004, um, probably can learn a lot from people who have just started w in the no-code space or who have been using uh, Squarespace yeah. or something like that. So I think my mission is to connect the two this year and help them learn from each other, which hopefully makes a more rich community in both places. Yeah. Matt, did you have something to say something? Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah, that was it was actually a, a, a question for Hawa as well is which profile and I think Joe started to address it, but which profile of end user do you or do you see both of your the official learn path or Joe's path? What type of WordPress user is this? And I guess more specifically for Hawa is like WordPress sees every type of WordPress user. How do you even begin to prioritize the type of content or the type of educational content that you create. But Joe, first to you, developer, web professional, end user, like how are you categorizing your type of your, your education? Yeah, my, I mean, like the courses that I create or this site specifically that we're talking about now? This site specifically. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say I'm optimizing it in search, but I don't know really how to do that properly. But I want this to answer the question, how do I learn WordPress? This could be somebody who, for a beginner, right? If they're like, I have no idea how to use WordPress. Or it could be the developer who's like, how do I make a WordPress theme? So I guess my target audience is people from outside the WordPress space who don't necessarily know where to look to find something to learn. I'm going to say that this is probably not somebody who's like already a LinkedIn learning member because they're probably just going to go there or not necessarily even somebody who who already knows who I am or of my Gutenberg courses because they're just trying to answer this question. WordPress was dropped in my lap. How do I learn it? Gotcha. Yeah, it's it just brought me to, I just tweeted out who can learn help because we looked at this a while ago, back August, because the vision for learn at least within the training team, it's huge because you can impact 
so many different people. So you do have your users, your extenders, whether that is freelancers or designers or developers, and you've also got your contributors and your leaders as well. So it's highlighting there are many different paths. And I think that roadmap that I shared earlier breaks down in terms of the sort of people that we think Learn can help and the different pathways that they could go through or they could come from. And to add to that, part of, like I said, when we had our goal, team goal setting is looking at, well, what are we actually going to focus on? Because it's so huge. And it's looking at, well, we need to have a needs analysis and determine what it is that people want. And by people, just not just our users, but also our employers, what are they actually speaking for in terms of the skills that they want to actually see candidates coming to them have there's so much there's so much content to it learn that it's almost i know you need people i know you need people to keep making content but it's also i think it's a marketing thing too Mm -hmm. like getting people really to understand that exists there and in a way that a similar thing that joe has here's the path that you should follow and i do see you have some things laid out like that there yeah yeah in terms of uh, we we do need a lot of bodies <laughs> to help yeah. so yeah we need everyone really it's not the developers the marketers the designers I, because at the moment when you look at learn and i know after the needs analysis and there was a ux audit that was done last year so that look and feel of learn will okay. also change because obviously at the moment when you go into it it's just you just see lesson plans and workshops so there is work on it needs to be done, but the training team is a small team at the moment. And so shout out to anybody who wants to come and join and help. We'd be more than happy to have you. And I put uh, Birgit's link up top there too for folks too, who are interested in becoming a facilitator as well. It's funny, I was on a, uh, a webinar the other day for a piece of software called Descript, which is very popular in, in the podcasting space, basically trans transcribes your audio and you edit audio through text instead of visually through waveforms. And the CEO does this webinar maybe once a quarter or something like that. And I think it's one of the better pieces of software that I use, fairly straightforward, pretty easy to use and understand, Yeah, slight learning curve like everything else, but it's not tremendously difficult. And they have a ton of content and a ton of content that's actually in the context of the app. So wherever you're in the app, you can always get access to a knowledge base article, a video, a a tutorial, and they do webinars all the time, at least two or three a month, according to my inbox. And the CEO pulls up a person from the audience to ask questions. And that person says, gee, I I wish you could create more content around using this piece of software. And I could see in his eyes, he just wanted to be like, do we not create enough already? And it's just every person is going to want to learn it a different way. This particular person was like, yeah, but I, I want to start from scratch. And he's like, there's a whole course over here. There's an academy over there. There's this three hour long video on YouTube. And it's every person is always going to want something different. And even for an app like Descript, the challenge for WordPress is just wow <laughs> there's just it's just a big challenge i think for wordpress but you guys are the team and everything is is just doing an amazing job yeah and to be fair too there is a 
because I'm doing the WP live streams directory, I'm seeing all the different things that are coming across my feeds that I'm putting into our, our calendar. And the social learning team there, they must have at least four or five webinars a week, basically, uh, mm -hmm. that they're kicking out. So it's been very fast and furious. <laughs> and they look like really good attended webinars, too. We're talking like 70 plus people almost every time. So a lot of people are, are interested in it. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is the first WP Minute live session on Twitter Spaces. WP Minute is an experiment in community journalism and reporting news for WordPress. You can find us at The WP Minute. It's hosted by Daniel Shootsmith. He's your navigator today. And uh, the hashtag is hashtag WP Minute. I'm the creative genius behind that hashtag. That is the value that I bring to the show. Absolutely. That works well. <laughs> Birgit, uh, let's hear from you. I'm uh, uh, going right into the WordPress social learning spaces, which is a meetup group. And it's also on the learn.wordpress.org. Learn There's a social calendar. Where a lot of these social learning spaces are actually there. I'm here to share a link to the first event of the Gutenberg Developers Hours, an event where developers can bring their, their problems, their questions, their code, their demos to an expert panel and then get answers from the various people. And February 8th event, we'll have Nick Diego, developer advocate at uh, WP Engine and plugin developer and theme developer. And then also Fabian Kegi, who works 10up and has done quite some Gutenberg demo development and also some great apps around and always keeps the conversation flowing. And then the third panelist will be Tammy Lister, who is one of the designers of the um, Gutenberg project and also now works for XWP and trains developers there and has some interesting uh, ideas on gradual adoption of Gutenberg, depending on your skill level. So that's what we're gonna, going to discuss on February 8th, 11 a.m. Eastern and 1600 UTC. And that's all on the, the WordPress learning, social learning group on a meetup. You can do that. Or there is also a post on the Make blog because I put a proposal together to actually rally some experts together who wanted to be participating. This is only the first of four events. We will do it every other Tuesday. So it will be February 8th, then February 22nd, March 8th, and then March 22nd. And we will have a changing panel. And also after that, we do a recap with the panelists, with the participants, and see how we can improve the event and then continue doing that also in an Asia-Pacific um, <laughs> comfortable time zone because this is in the middle of a night for them. So that's my link today. And I'm just, yeah, totally amazed how far the learn.wordpress uh, team came with all the content that they put out just about for WordPress 5.9. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, how to use the navigation navigator block, how to use block patterns, how to use all this on the site. So there are some great events coming up. That sounds great. And that is quite a lineup. <laughs> is So did I hear you? So that's the lineup for the first one. And then that changes each session. Is that right? 
Yes, yes, yeah. That's um, some of them are repeaters. I said, okay, I will do all four. Or, yeah, there are. we will also have George Mamadishvili is there, also Joni Halabi, and I forgot, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. And Nick's here in the audience, so hello, Nick. The, so at this, it looks like you can actually bring your questions that you yeah. might have. So if you're trying to figure something out, if you're looking to get more info clarification on something, like actually getting the folks that do this regularly to walk you through it, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think that's a missing um, piece on yeah. the learning part because we developers, we are mostly trying to figure it out themselves, get some examples, go out and stack overflow or wherever. But there is not a whole lot of, there's a lot of documentation out there, but never for that specific use case. And sometimes you just need to have an expert kind of walk you through an approach. Like I want to do this kind of blog or block. What would it, what would be necessary? Do I use the sidebar? Do I use the toolbar? Do I extend the core block or do I create my own block? Can I do this? What I'm doing with custom fields? What I'm doing with custom post types? All these kind of questions. And yeah, those panelists will have some answers for you that you can make a better decision on how to approach things. Because of course, there are always 15 ways to skin the cat, but what is the best one for you is hard to find out sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where I'm at <laughs> as a developer. Like I'm the yeah, I'm still the PHP based HTML developer. I didn't heed anyone's warning to learn JavaScript more. So I'm playing catch up as we go along. So most of the blocks I'm most of the blocks I'm creating are yeah, you and I both. I think it goes back to what Joe was saying before too about the different pathways and people coming to WordPress. I also feel the questions around JavaScript specifically in React and how we can use it in the block editor and also FSE, I think is really important as well. So to have folks that have actually worked on this a bit to give that clarification, that's terrific. Yeah, um, that feeds right into, if I may, share a second link. Which is the uh, block theme generator that Carolina Nima, she has been on the okay. WordPress team for a long time, also has a website called Full Site Editing, and she just published a block theme generator. And you can create different levels of the theme that you want to try out. And if you want to have an empty theme, you get the six normal templates like index, single page, archive, 404, and search, the theme JSON file, and that's it. Yeah, no patterns, no block style. If you want to have a more elaborate theme that you want to learn from, then you can get the basic theme, which also has a custom tem uh, template, has two template parts, three block patterns, and then also custom block styles that you can put in the sidebar, as well as additional styles for the form elements. And the theme JSON that comes with it has quite a few different variations there that you can adopt there, be it custom colors or being duotones or being stylings for, for specific blocks on a general basis. And the best one to learn from is probably the advanced theme that you can download there that has seven templates, has four templates for pages and uh, posts, but also seven block patterns, custom styles, shows you how to in include Google fonts, how to create uh, unregistered block styles and patterns, and also how to ha have filters on there. That's a quite learning tools when you um, you know how to code, but you also want to look at code and see, okay, that's interesting how she does that, or that's interesting, I've never thought that would work. 
yeah, but here it works. And these are great examples. That sounds great. I'm going to check that out. Matt, did you want to say something? Yeah. So just quick question. Maybe, maybe you're just using Zoom for now, but I'm curious because of the lack of WordCamps and meetups around the world. Is there a different tool being used other than, let's say, just the Zoom of screen sharing, something that is more geared to, when I think back to WordCamps, one obviously one of the most powerful things being in person, but I would just see people sitting side by side, laptop side by side. Here's how you code this, pointing to that. Obviously in person, much easier to do that. Is there a different tool in place for this sort of like side-by-side -side coding learning or maybe not yet and just sort of just Zoom sharing for now? No, for, for now, though, you mean the uh, Gutenberg developer hours? Those are Zoom meetings. They're not webinars, so we can see each other. Everybody can share when they want to. And But it's relatively informal, but it's not a kind of sit next to me and do coding. What you... what is out there are several Twitch streams. I know Ryan Welch has Ryan Welch is R Y A N W E L C H E R on Twitch. He does every Thursday morning at 10:30 Eastern a live stream about two hours where he codes certain um, yeah problems or yeah approaches certain things. He has done yeah block how you create a meme block or how you create a poll block and how to yeah walk through on the Gutenberg release kind of thing. So it's, and it's interesting to see how he approaches every project pretty much the same way and then leads down, okay, yeah, for this blog, we need, we need to enter some text controls. We need some, we need to add work with data. We need to display something like for a poll, you need to display some hierarchy, some bar charts and all that. There are quite a few interesting streams out there. They're recorded and then he uh, puts them up on the YouTube channel, on his YouTube channel. If you follow the Gutenberg Times Weekend Edition, I most, most of the time I have his link in there. So you can go to the Gutenberg Times, the last Saturday uh, weekend edition, and you will see a few links that you can follow on the Twitch stream. I know Helen Husandi did a Twitch stream on where she tried to figure out full site editing for her own blog. It was last summer, so there were still a few bugs in there, but there was an interesting uh, yeah, follow along. So that kind of thing is out there right now. Yeah. Joe? One of one of the things um, that I think going going back to learning JavaScript and and code, one of the things that excites me a lot about full site editing, especially as we look at the preliminary roadmap for for six is that I feel like we're getting back to basics, right? Justin Tadlock had a really good article on the on WP Tavern. Uh, oh this God. is if this is modern WordPress theme development, sign me up, where he was happy that he didn't have to spin up Node.js or whatever, anything. Right. Um, and that, that really excites me too. Cause like I'm, um, I had Pippin Williamson on my podcast like ages ago and something he said that stuck with me. And it's like the thing that I carried through as a developer is if he dropped his laptop in a lake, he wanted to be able to walk into an Apple store, buy a new one and have it up and running in an hour or less. And with some of these developer tools, I don't know if that's possible. So it's cool that theme development is getting easier. I think it's going to decrease the, the learning curve, especially for first time WordPress theme developers. 
Yeah, I totally agree, Joe. There is no build step in there. There is no Node.js. There is no big webpack kind of thing. It's really relatively clean in HTML, CSS, and maybe a little bit PHP for the functions PHP if you need it. But other than that, you could do this. Uh, you could even create a theme in the full site editor, the site editor, on once you log into WordPress and then export that and then use that theme on another page or site. Rather, it's not completely perfect yet. Of course, it's the first the first version. It's I don't think it's ready for production and it still has the beta label, beta label but it's going there. It does not need the, the full JavaScript on, but it also means that theme, yeah, a lot of themes have a lot of uh, plugins territory in their theme packed in, yeah, like custom post types and additional custom fields and all that kind of build into their theme. So uh, this method of theme development is more for let the theme be a theme and everything else goes in plugins. Uh, way and that's right, yeah, Joe, you got it. That's back to basics. That's what a theme theme supposed to be. Yeah, I love that. That's something I thought too, is that this is, I think this is the next step in the, the great decoupling, the true <laughs> decoupling of themes and, and plugins and layout and functionality, which is great, which is absolutely It's a big, a big proponent and lover of the whole MVC framework, the whole concept of you have the model, you have the view viewer, and then you have the control and basically separating those different pieces to it. And we always had that with WordPress, but not completely. But now it really feels that we're going to that direction. They truly could separate the functionality from the design, especially with what we're seeing with theme.json and all that. So it's a very it's a very exciting time to be working with that. Birgit, was there something else you want to mention? Um, no, unless anybody has any questions. No, I just had one thing to add to when I think Joe was asking about, or maybe it was you, Matt, about the different streaming platforms. We do have... Uh, post out that is asking for guidance on that we recognize that it's not just zoom people do want to use twitch and whatever other platform you want to use so there is a person i think courtney's shared it out on the space so if anybody wants to contribute to that so things that we just need to consider around if you're using your logos and subscribing asking people to subscribe that sort of stuff but just the different platforms that uh, people want to actually use. Just a, a comment from Courtney Robertson that she would love to see LearnWP kind of work with code spaces and VS Code and have a way to actually have yeah, code along that line. I think that's an interesting idea. Fabulous, yeah. And I know that Fabian Kegi was also working on a tool that lets you, when you do a tutorial, that lets you embed some code with all the, yeah, where you can change it on the browser and then copy paste it into your own environment. But you don't have to, just to do the example, you don't have to spin up all the things that you need, even for block development. But he's working on it. And I talked about it on the latest uh, changelog because he was a, a guest on there. And it's a very promising um, development there. He got the inspiration from the React documentation beta that they have published right now. And that is definitely going these places. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, while we're while we're mentioning it too, I think React is another area that I just keep thinking has so much potential to bring in a flood of new folks into WordPress. And I 
I think it's this, this <laughs> something around that to me is very interesting and almost exciting about the fact that it's this wide open frontier that we really haven't had any large, as far as I know, any large JavaScript agencies come in or any larger movement other than that we, we put the whole concept of Gutenberg around React. But now it's, if you think about opening it up to people who are doing other types of SaaS apps and the types of things out there, and they realize the potential that they can do inside of WordPress with what they already know about React, that's where I'm, to me, I really hope that we can attract those audiences as well and bring them over into the fold there. All right. Very exciting. Let's see. We just have me left. Matt, did you want to reset the room? Are we good? Let's reset the room because we're professionals around here. This is the WP Minute live uh, Twitter space talking about learning WordPress with uh, WordPress 5.9 that happened uh, last week. There's lots to learn. And we're excited to have three great panelists on to help us learn WordPress. You can expect to see us maybe once a month around here doing some live Twitter spaces with Daniel Shootsmith at the helm. Join the hashtag link squad at the wpminute.com, the wpminute.com, your experiment in WordPress community journalism and news. I think now if anyone has any questions about learning WordPress or any reactions, responses to what our panelists have shared today, feel free to uh, raise your hand, request to speak. And as long as you don't come at us like crazy folks in the movie zombie <laughs> no, land, no pitchforks. we'll... Uh, We'll bring you up on stage. Yep, on Pitchforks. And also, too, if you have a link that you'd like to share, feel free to tweet that out and then hop on here to ask to speak. I'll go and do mine now, so share mine. And I got to preface this by the fact that uh, none of us talked about our links ahead of time. It just so happens that a lot of us chose links that were from the Make team and the, the specifically Learn WordPress team. Mine as well. So mine was specifically about the... The training team goals. And again, uh, you'll hear her name mentioned uh, a lot, but Courtney was <laughs> the one who showed this to me. And I think it was maybe even yesterday or the day before that, that the training team goals for 2022, there's some really great things in here talking about the represent, representation of stakeholders and making sure they have the right, the right people at the table to be able to be involved. Also talking about the different methods and priorities and what obstacles they're dealing with. But one of the things that really stood out to me, and it was almost a footnote that I heard, was the whole concept of certifications that that we're experimenting or looking into kind of certifications in, in Q4 2022 around, around Learn WP. And this is something I think that everyone has their own opinions about certification. The reality is people do get attracted to having certifications, especially if it's done by a body that, that everyone sees as the, the expert or the lead body in whatever that industry is. And so to me, it just opens up another avenue of just professionalism and also just uh, that capability there to attract those folks coming from other industries and other areas where they're focusing on web development to now realize they can do this type of thing over here. Uh, I know it'll be a slow roll and it'll be something that'll have to be done over time, but I think it's just very exciting to see that coming, seeing that uh, as a possibility here and putting things together. And Courtney's actually requesting, go ahead, Joe. I uh, I just want to provide a little bit of context for this because I'm sure Courtney, you'll probably remember, but um, actually I don't I can't remember if you were at the 2015 community summit, but we we talked about certification 
like official certification at the community summit. Were you there, Courtney? I was, yes. And so community summit, if people are listening that aren't familiar, community summit happens every few years before one of the international level word camps, I would say. So or a continental level. They've held it in US and also EU. I was not present for EU. And I was petrified out of my mind during that conversation. And there are those that have spoken about WordPress governance that were very involved, we'll say. That was mm-hmm. terrifying to me at that point in my journey. <laughs> I will be the first to tell you. As a side note, I later went on to teach at a boot camp. And my boot camp organizers were, I advised how much PHP individuals would need, even front end devs seeking beginner entry level roles in the WordPress product space. And that involved sufficient amount of PHP for plug-in troubleshooting type of things. And we went through a course about underscores and learned the template hierarchy and template tags, but the students still were not yet at a skill level where they would be able to apply and pass the tech screening questions for one of the plug-in companies, um, not naming names in this one, but they wouldn't have been able to pass that exam. And I told mm. my bootcamp organizers, look, this is problematic if we're attacking WordPress development onto a front-end bootcamp. And they're like, we need some official direction or guidelines for that. And I am very thankful and fortunate that my role now means helping create some of those resources for outside of the WordPress bubble, those that would do that training. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I remember, I remember everything that you spoke about. I was pretty warmed up at that point because we also talked about dropping the, this is the first time that we had like a real community discussion, banning certain venues for WordCamps, local WordCamps. And I was pretty heated about that. So this was like a cakewalk for me, but I know the big question was who would be the, the kind of arbiter of certification right because automatic was ruled out because this was more of a open source community thing and there was no real arm or a governing body to use and maybe not the best term but there was no arbiter for that it looks like learn.wordpress is the thing that could serve in that capacity as the place that can determine what is certification and it's backed by the open source project and the foundation but I know there were a lot of concerns around who's going to be the person who says that this is a certificate, right? Because like Microsoft can give out certificates for Microsoft systems and Oracle can give out certificates for Oracle systems. But who's going to say this is an official certificate for the open source project? Yeah, so in, in that context, Learn is a great segue for that. And why the training team will be conducting first a needs analysis and then forming a curriculum advisory board, and then further down the road, we're only talking in Q4 about doing discovery. And discovery would look like learning what has worked and what did not work from other open source and proprietary organizations that have pursued certification. Learn what was great and what was not great. And um, tapping into other places that have navigated those waters And also hearing the concerns, for instance, of web development-related careers, the training programs for those. So whether people take a pathway of design, develop, content marketer, 
factoring in what the needs are for guidance from those types of organizations. What do they need to get their trainees up to job sufficient, ready to apply? And I think that's a really big area to consider. And I will always say you could get the jobs, whether you have gone through and gotten a degree or taken a couple of Udemy courses, LinkedIn learning courses are great too, books, whatever method it is that you learn, you can still get jobs without these certifications. But I see certification as more of a framework for here is what would help someone be proficient in various job pathways. Yeah, it almost goes back to answering the question that we opened this whole space with, which is what, who are you and where do you go to learn what? If you have a, a, cert, a certification path, then, all right, I want to be a, a WordPress content editor. Here's the path. I want to be a WordPress developer. These are the things that, according to the open source project or according to whomever, that you should know to be a proficient WordPress developer. I think that's, I, I love seeing that on the roadmap for the learn team. Or the training team, sorry. Yeah, we, we're interchangeable. But I again, a huge thanks. I see quite a few people that drop in through the training team. And Joe, I know that you were part of the training team in those early years, too. We were a, a group that was centrally based out of D.C. and Philly <laughs> and all of those areas. Yeah. Um, so it's been exciting to see the work that this team has put in and the meetings that took place to form that goal setting were three weeks, three hours ish each time. So there was a lot of work. I want to make sure that others are credited and attributed to that. That's not just Courtney sat down and whipped out a post. That was a lot of effort across at least a dozen people there in the meetings. That's great. It's, it's things like that that I think is really exciting to know that there, there are folks that are interested in this kind of thing. And if any of you are interested in this, <laughs> we talked a lot about LearnWP here, and we put different links up top there that you can also get involved with some of those things. Matt Medeiros, any final parting thoughts? No, this has been fantastic. I learned a lot, as I normally do. It's pretty easy for me to learn from smart folks that come together on Twitter and in the WordPress space. So I appreciate uh, Birgit, Joe, and how how I can't wait for you to start a podcast because you have the podcaster's voice. It's about time (laughs) you start the podcast. But I appreciate everything that you do there, everything you share on the WP Minute. Same with you, uh, Birgit, with all of your Gutenberg knowledge. Joe, eh, give or take. But Daniel, thanks for hosting today. It was fantastic. Everyone follow Daniel Birgit, Joe, and Hawa on Twitter and follow us at thewpminute.com. Daniel, thanks again for uh, everything you do here. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.